There is one thing that I see very commonly um, amongst myself and a lot of other leaders, and that is not properly leveraging existing momentum. Momentum is so powerful. And today we're going to kind of talk about how you need to dive into it, leverage it, but not try and stand against it because you will get hurt and you will waste a lot of time and energy, which is the opposite of what this podcast is all about. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. Let's get this show on the road and it's going to start with canoeing out of all things. I remember in grade, I believe it was in grade nine, we went on a canoeing trip. My... in my instructor ended up showing us a video called path of the paddle. It was definitely not the most exciting video, but it hit me with something that I have never forgotten. And I think it would be very valuable for anybody to try and remember this, especially if you're in leadership. But I also think it applies to so much of our lives. And what it was, was it showed this expert canoeer, go through some of the most difficult and technical river trains or river flows, I guess, I've ever seen. And he did it with so little effort. I was just in shock. So I went paddling. We went down the Red Deer River for a few days. Um, It was really cool. Went into the Badlands. It was just a really amazing trip. And I just kept trying to practice this and trying to get better. A few years later, I started to train for, um, when I was an adult, I started to train for being a whitewater raft guide. And as I was learning this, I was watching different people and I just kept watching their paddle strokes, watching them get better and better uh, than me. And it was very frustrating because I'd sit there and I had lots of power, but I didn't have lots of technique. I eventually ended up on this trip where I was guiding a boat and this other person was guiding a boat and he had been guiding on the Kicking Horse River for a couple of years. So he was an incredible paddler and he'd been kayaking since he was like 14. So far more paddle experience than I ever had. He was going down the river and he could do an entire technical section without his boat paddling by just doing these tiny little adjustments as he was floating down the river. Here I am telling my crew forward three or forward five or left forward and right back. And, you know, and then I was paddling hard in the back. And here he was just gliding by me, picking these beautiful lines on the river. A line is what you call when you're going down the river and you just pick the right spot so you don't get stuck in a hole. You don't flip the boat, but you also splash everybody and everyone's excited, but you don't get yourself in trouble or you don't get the boat spun around before you go off of the ledge, whatever that is. If you can pick a very good line, it just makes things so much easier as you move your way down the river, and it makes it very fun for people. When you're guiding rafts, you want everyone to have a lot of fun, but you never want them to uh, be in danger. And I always say this for lots of programs. I was like, you want your 
the people on the trip to feel like they're right on the edge and you know you're well within the limits of the group and yourself. So that's what you're trying to do. And this person was just able to just go down the river and just flow with it. And it reminded me of this show I was um, I watched in grade nine called Path of the Paddle. So I continued to uh, work through those skills and get better and better. And I, I remember every time I went down this section of the river, I'd kind of count how much work, how many strokes I had to take or how much I'd have to get my boat to paddle to see how well I, well I was doing with my path of the paddle. It's incredible. You know, you got a 10-person raft with, you know, 14 kids in it. And if you're really good, nobody needs to paddle. But that requires you to see the lines very well. Now, how does this apply to leadership? And how does it apply to your life? I think this lesson is something that I, I will never forget. Because in our lives, each of our lives, we have two options quite often. And one is going against the flow. Uh, and trying to stand, hold your ground against it. And I remember I was at this waterfall and there was a rock that was over this waterfall. It's somewhere in, uh, I think it's still in Alberta or maybe in BC. It was on my way back from Mount Robson. But this, it, there was this huge set of waterfalls and there was this rock just sticking out right where all the water went. And it looked like it had been a big rock, hundreds if not thousands of years ago, I don't know. Um, but it, what was left was a rock the shape of a triangle, and it had a sharp edge on it, and then everything else was worn off. And what it made me kind of think about was, you know, if you stand against things that you don't need to stand against. Now, I'm not saying to not stand against things that people need to stand against, and we're seeing that kind of all over the world right now. But uh, if you're standing against things that you don't need to stand against, it'll wear you and and it'll make you sharp. And, and that might not be the best situation or the best thing to do in that situation. Now, on the flip side, if you're, say, you're trying to get in better shape or you're trying to change your diet or whatever, you got to stand in front of your own habits that are self-destructive. And that will sharpen you. But on the other hand, if there's a river, if there's flow, and people are putting an effort in a certain direction, it's your job to identify what that flow is. But then it's also your job to figure out how you place your paddle in it and how you leverage that flow and not stand against it. I learned this the most when I was leading youth. When I started leading youth, I was always like, I, I was doing what I was taught in school. You got to get control of the group. You've got to calm them down, even if they're high energy. You got to do all these things so that they'll just listen. But the more I worked with youth with this goal of reducing my work, the more I realized that if they're high energy, you need to learn how to utilize it, how to harness it, not how to hold it back or suppress it because by doing that it takes an enormous amount of energy in your uh in your day especially with kids if you've got 16 kids that are high energy and you're sitting there trying to hold them back all day you are absolutely exhausted but on the other hand if you go with the flow 
and you try and utilize that, that energy, you have power. You have momentum. And all you're doing is little twists. You end up being the rudder of the ship, and they're the motor. This same concept applies with staff. It applies with organizations. And I've constantly seen leadership try and define what their organization should be doing, despite the organization having a different flow going for them. And now, sometimes as a leader, you've got to identify that we're going somewhere else and you guys aren't going to like it, but we're going to get there. And that's exhausting. But quite often, you have to ask yourself, are you making work that you don't need to do? Because quite often, you end up trying to change a flow that's already existing that just needs a little bit of redirection and you will still achieve the same goal. And this is why it's not about how you want to achieve the goal. It's about how your team can best achieve that goal. If you are sitting there thinking, well, we got to get, I always say the top of the mountain, but if that's the mission, we got to get up to the top of the mountain and your way of getting up the mountain, you hate climbing. So you're like, we're going to march our way up the mountain, but your whole group doesn't like marching and would rather climb. You're going to have to do all the work. But if you realize that different people on your team have different ways to climb the mountain and you let them utilize those ways for a short period of time, use up that energy in a productive way, and then go to the next person with their next talents to get the next stretch. And best of all, if you can orchestrate it so everyone's kind of pulling in their own way, in their own talents, you will get up there a lot faster and I can tell you an awful lot easier. I know this sounds too theoretical. However, I do also know if you start thinking about it and you start asking yourself the hard questions, because if you're a leader, that's what you have to ask. It's not about putting your head down and working harder. It's about finding the smartest way to get there. Your staff will support you if you're supporting them so that they do productive work that supports their talents and uses their way. You have to ask yourself, are you going to be that rock in the waterfall that ends up trying to stand against it for all that time and ends up jagged and sharp? Or are you going to be the person on that path, path of the paddle where you're sitting there and you're just making small adjustments that very few people know and they don't even need to know that that's what you're doing because it's not about you. It's about getting to the top. It's about achieving the mission in front of you. And if you're doing tiny little adjustments constantly, your days will feel a lot more fun because you're sitting there analyzing your team, you're getting the most out of them, and you're moving the organization forward. But if you're trying to change the natural behaviors of your team, the natural flow of energy, and you can't find a way to just slightly redirect it so it achieves the goals of the organization, you're going to be working a lot harder. Because here's what happens when you try and stand against the flow. People stop. Momentum is far easier to lose than it is to build up. So if you do something that stops your momentum, you're going to have to rebuild it. And often you're going to have to rebuild it doing your own level of force. So you're going to have to start working at it. You're going to have to start motivating people to do it the way you think they should, not the way they should not the way that's natural to them, not the way they're going to be able to get there. 
So if you go through uh, your organization, constantly look at the situations you're facing and ask yourself, is this me? Is this me trying to impose the way I think it should be completed versus trying to support the way my staff are going to be able to complete the mission in front of us? Or is it a legitimate thing that I have to stand in front of the whole group and fight? I've been on both sides of this, and I can tell you when you got to stand against the whole group, you can only fight for so long. Uh, I remember a meeting with, uh, I, I won't say which department, but it was it was a group. Uh, one of the teams, there's there's like 20, 20 people or so on that team. And uh, I remember I'd been fighting for them and fighting for them and fighting for them. And I ended up in this meeting where I just realized they weren't fighting for themselves. And I had other departments. I had all this other stuff going on. And I had... I'd mo- I had this moment where I noticed that I wasn't going to continue to fight for them. And I hated that. But I also hated the fact that I thought maybe I'd missed an angle where I could have used that energy. But I honestly think the the team just didn't have the energy anymore. There was a culture that was deeper than my ability to stand against it. And if you're in a situation like that, you got to make some tough decisions. You either have to change your staff or, you know, you got to roll up your sleeves and really lean in. And at this point, I couldn't. I had five departments or four departments. So there's no way it was I could put that much energy in. But you have to look through your organization and look at the flow, the natural flow of things and see how to utilize it, not how to stand against it. What I can promise you is if you do this and you're constantly analyzing the natural energy and the natural talents of your team and how to just kind of slightly redirect it so you're turning the paddle, you're not paddling the paddle, you're just steering the boat a little bit, you will make things a lot easier for yourself and your staff. The golden piece of this is your staff will get so motivated and be so willing to own what they're really good at and you will get way, way further than you ever expected in a much shorter time. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.